Welcome, everyone, to the Talking Reef Podcast. Questions and comments are always welcome. Please send them to podcast at talkingreef.com. And don't forget to visit our website at www.talkingreef.com. Now, here's the show. Welcome to another special reef keeping edition of the Talking Reef Podcast, the weekly talk show that gives you topics and discussions on marine and reef aquariums. Every week I bring you a topic on marine fish or reef keeping, and once a month I bring you an interview from a columnist from Reef Keeping Magazine, found at reefkeeping.com. Now, many of you have heard of MACNA, many of you may have been to MACNA, and many of you may have absolutely no idea what MACNA is. Well, my guest this week, Kim Lowe from Marsh Reef, is here to talk about MACNA and explain to us what it is. Now, Marsh Reef is a local club in Houston. It's the Marine Aquarium and Reef Society of Houston, and they're the club that's putting on uh, the MACNA conference this year. Uh, Kim Lowe, as I mentioned, is the vice president of Marsh and is joining us this week to give all of us the, all the information that we want to know about MACNA. Kim, welcome to the Talking Reef podcast. Hello. Well, you're here this week to kind of talk about MACNA, uh, so let's kind of start off for anybody that doesn't know. Uh, can you give us a high-level overview of what MACNA is and what it offers to its visitors? Basically, MACNA is a conference that uh, brings various topics from beginner to expert level, um, from various speakers about topics that are either a that are basically being discussed um, that year or are an up-and-coming um, topic, whether it be equipment or um, methods of reef-keeping. Plus, we have a trade show hall that has um, about various numbers of booths. Um, some years we'll have up to 120 booths and um, about 50 vendors with you know all their equipment and basically presenting things that you haven't you won't be able to see in a fish store plus it's just a good social event where you can meet people and see people that you talk to all the time on like Reef Central or uh, various other websites that are nationwide so we're basically talking about a huge multi-day conference where you're gonna have various guest speakers going over uh, current topics and research efforts uh, trade show like forum with various you know, multiple vendors uh, showing new and upcoming products and technologies that they're working on, so on and so forth? Yeah, and we even have um, vendors who will come and sell product from dry goods to livestock, and which a lot of times you'll even get better discounts than your online stores can offer as well as your local stores. And you'll even have um, workshops that from year to year, it'll, it'll vary, but You'll have workshops where you'll learn different techniques and possibly get um, things for free just for showing up. Awesome. Now, with all that being said, let's give the you know who, what, where uh, type stuff. When is MACNA this year, and where is it being held this year? Uh, MACNA is being held this year in Houston, Texas, and it begins Friday, September 22nd and ends Sunday, September 24th. And it begins about noon on Friday and ends about 3 or 4 on Sunday. Awesome. Now, 
it, most of the people that are familiar with MACNA uh, know that you're, you know, and as we've just mentioned, you're going to have a bunch of guest speakers there. Can you kind of take a minute and highlight some of the topics that are going to be discussed, uh, specifically the ones that would appeal to the everyday hobbyist? Okay. Um, well, we have uh, Barry Nygut who's coming, and he's from Clams Direct, and he's also, he's known for keeping clams. I mean, he's just your clam keeper guy. Mm-hmm. And basically, he's going to be there talking about um, tridacnids. And then we have um, Anthony Calfo, who's doing his his presentation on uh, propagation and um, how to do it on a larger scale and making it profitable. Then we also have um, Julian Sprung doing something on nano aquariums. And he's highlighting it from where it's gone from the past and where it's going and it's changed quite a bit in the last several years but we also have a few other topics that are on lighting by Sanjay uh, Joshi he's doing something that's like on environmental lighting and touching up on LEDs and we'll even have Eric Borneman um, and myself will be doing a a talk on um, the whole various uh, salts that are out there and um, how they all compare to each other and then we'll even have a few research topics uh, from Dirk Patterson and uh, Lee Goldman on um, coral larvae and actually making it um, into the hobby and making it make their larvae sustain the environment and the hobby itself. Gotcha. And that sounds like some great topics. Now, these are, you know, the, the topics of the guest speakers. Now, besides just having guest speakers, there's also workshops that you put on. Is there any of these that you can kind of highlight or give us a preview to? Yeah, we'll have, um, actually this year we'll have four different uh, fragging workshops that will highlight different types of techniques, and those will be um, given by four different people, Anthony Calfo, Stephen Pro, Eric Borneman, and uh, Justin Credibel. And then we'll have a photography workshop uh, from James Wiseman, which will be really interesting because a lot of people have issues with taking pictures of their tanks and this will be a good time for you to actually bring your camera and learn how to do it from somebody who does it quite a bit. So these and, are, I'm sorry to interrupt, these these workshops are actually, you know, as opposed to having the speakers, you're actually, you're going to have somebody up there demonstrating uh, whatever it is that they're speaking about. Uh, and in, in some of these cases, it sounds like you may even have the op- opportunity to participate in them or help learn directly from these people. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, and and uh, basically what we're going to try to do is allow people to come in and sit down and work with these uh, speakers on how to examine your sand bed and see your microfauna or, you know, cut your corals. I mean, there are so many people out there that are just afraid to touch their corals because they think they're going to be doing so much damage. And mm-hmm. why not just sit down and do it with somebody who can walk you through it? Right, and show you the the good ways, the bad ways of doing it, what not to do, what to stay away from, and exactly, so yeah, exactly. I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I really look forward to it. And a lot of times, what will happen is, is when you do these workshops, the corals you frag or you help frag, you can take home. I mean, what better way to you yeah, know get a, a nice free perk. coral? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's it'll, it's really great. I like it. Well, that sounds interesting. Um, so we've got you know multiple coral fragging. Uh, workshops and it uh, sounds like you mentioned a photography workshop mm-hmm. and some about examining uh, your sand bed and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That sounds yeah. great. Sandy Shoop is actually going to be doing that and she's going to have some microscopes uh, for people 
And what we're going to do is we're going to have um, some sand bed from a local that they'll bring it in. And she's gonna actually going to go in and examine it. And so you can see what is in your sand bed and know what it is and what it's living off of. And it's actually going to be really interesting. Oh, that does sound interesting because a mm -hmm. lot of people, you know, especially as hobbyists, uh, you know, we can go online and look up pictures of these things. You know, if you, you know, like last week's show was on copepods and, you know, a lot of people can spot the little white speck in their tank of a copepod, but they have to really kind of go online to get a real image of it. But this workshop sounds like it would give people an opportunity to actually see for themselves uh, this type of uh, microfauna that's found in your sand bed and so forth. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that, that does sound interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> Now, so this is kind of like the formal rundown of the stuff that's going on, um, you know, but beyond that, that stuff, what are some of the things that, you know, about these conferences that aren't really advertised, you know, what are some of the things that make them so much fun? I mean, we can all go in and we can sit down and listen to these, uh, you know, listen to the speakers and, and don't get me wrong, there's loads of great information, but there's a whole other side to going to these conferences, isn't there? Yeah, um, I think a lot of people like to go for the sheer fact that they can socialize with people and um, especially someone who is just as much of a reefer or reef geek as you are and you know you it's kind of hard to go to conferences when you don't have much in common with the person next to you but when you're at Magna, you look to your left, you look to your right, there is somebody who has a fish tank, and mm -hmm. they are just as much into it as you are. And on Friday nights, we have a mixer, which, well, it's basically a social kind of event where you just go in, you hang out, you, you know, munch on some food, talk with speakers, talk with vendors, talk with your, you know, fellow reefers, and just hang out. And a lot of times, what ends up happening is we all end up going to the bar and hanging out till two in the morning and <laughs> shutting down the hotel bar. I mean, that's just go. the way it is. And, but you, it's always great time and you meet so many fun people. You get to meet these speakers that you never thought you would ever meet. Um, and they become great, you know, acquaintances, acquaintances and some even friends. And it's just nice. And, you know, the same with Saturday night, you, you have a nice dinner. You end up having a really good presentation. And this year we're doing one on the flower gardens here out in the uh, Gulf. We have a huge reef that nobody knows even exists. And so we're going to do a big old highlight thing on that. And then after that, we're going to eat, you know, drink for a little bit, hang out at the hotel bar again, and just socialize. And that's all what it's all about. And then we have raffle. And at the very end of the conference, there's this gigantic raffle, which is going to be great this year because we're trying to outdo every year before us. Yeah, and, I've, and if you, um, for anybody that hasn't checked already, if you go to the MACNA website, which uh, we'll put a link to that in uh, the show post for this one, uh, you've got a list of a lot of the stuff that you are giving away for the raffles, and there's some pretty cool stuff there. So, yeah, I mean, and 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 it's not just you know the stuff you can get at Magna itself. I mean, from year to year, you go to a different city, you can experience different things in every new city. And then this year, it's in Texas, and we have so much here. We have you know the downtown aquarium restaurant, which is really nice. They have a great aquarium. We have a huge museum district, and the actual conference itself is in the Galleria Mall. Um, it's in the hotel, the Westin Hotel, but that's connected to the Galleria Mall, which is one of the largest malls in the United States. And 
So if you're like tired of looking at fish or your spouse doesn't want to be there, you can go just cruise around and, and do something that's in the area and not have to worry about renting a car now, unless from, you really want to. From you know the time that the conference officially starts on Friday till it ends on Sunday, um, is there periods of downtime in between speakers and stuff where, you know, if, let's say I was there and it's, you know, Saturday early afternoon or late morning. I mean, is there a time frame there where I could, you know, wander around the mall or check out some of these these various attractions that you're referring to? Or, or is the day pretty packed with, with stuff? It's pretty packed. Um, the only breaks that we kind of give the, the attendees is for lunch on um, Saturday and the break between dinner on Sunday, Friday, I'm sorry, Friday and Saturday, uh, there's a break before the dinner. And that's about an hour, hour and a half. So you can go during that time, but we give that opportunity for people to kind of go to their room, kind of wind down for a little bit, and then come back down. Because we're trying to give you as much as you can in one day and feel like that you didn't leave without getting your money's worth. Right. So, I mean, you got, there's, there's a lot of stuff being packed into and that, that was more of what I was expecting. So it sounds like there's some options for, you know, if there's specific talks going on that you might not have interest in, there's other stuff for you to do. If you have a spouse um, and or children, there's stuff that, that can keep them occupied if you want, if, if you wanted to bring them with you. Uh, yeah. You know, they didn't want to sit through, you know, maybe, maybe you have a spouse that wants to come along, but there's only a couple things that he or she may be interested in. There's, there's other stuff that can occupy people's time. Yeah, and there's even, you know, sports events that go on in the evenings, and as much as we would love y'all to hang out with us <laughs> in the evening time, you know, there's always other things to do, and I I really hope that people take advantage of it, because there is so much to offer here in Houston alone, and if you're staying for many days afterwards, there's tons of things to do in the state of Texas, so it, So it's, beyond it's the, the talks and, and the stuff that's going on, you know, like you mentioned, it's you know, somebody's going to get the opportunity to go and learn a lot of stuff from these workshops and from these conferences. Um, but one of the big things and the most important things about, you know, these conferences is really, you know, what it's all about is sharing uh, information with other people. And you're going to get an opportunity to sit down with um, your peers and the speakers that, you know, and to a lot of people, uh, you know, especially new people that are kind of coming in and learning the hobby, you know, and they see these names like mm -hmm. Anthony Kelfo and uh, Eric Borman and stuff like that. And these are people that are kind of put up on a pedestal to, you know, a lot of people. And, you know, this is kind of an opportunity for them to sit down and see that, you know what, these are, these are just hobbyists just like you that have, you know, taken it to, you know, a level beyond where you, you know, may or may not be at this point in time. But it's a level where if you wanted to pursue, you know, you know, they're, they're not superheroes. They're, they're real people just like everybody else. And when you actually get a chance to sit down and work with these people, um, you see that, you know, this is, it's just a really great bunch of people to, to, to sit down and talk with. Yeah. I mean, and it really is. And I think that's one of the best things that, I think that's the one thing that ever, that made Macna the one thing I wanted to do was the first time I went, I actually got to meet the people that I had you know, communicated with and, and I read so much about and I was like, this is just the best thing ever. And I've had that happen to many people I know who went to Macnum for the first time and they're like, I met so-and-so and it was just the most awesome thing ever because they're just like you and me or mm -hmm. whatever. And I, and I agree. I agree completely with everybody who says that. And I think, I think once you go, 
you will always want to go back because right. there's so much to learn and on every level I mean you're a beginner or you're an expert there is something for there for you to learn and there's something for you to do and if you can't find something to do with the trade show hall the workshops and the speakers I mean I just don't know you know what else to tell you because I mean there's so much right right so I mean it, it's a great social event at the very least well now let's kind of get into a little bit more about uh, you know your involvement with MACNA um, can you kind of give us a little bit of like the behind the scenes information you know how many people are on your team how long did it take to put together how long does it take to put together a conference like this I know uh, a lot of people probably assume that you know there's you know, months worth of planning and a lot of work that goes into this. But uh, without getting into any of the gory <laughs> details, um, can you kind of share with us, uh, you know, what what's going on to, to set something like this up for all the hobbyists so they have a conference like this to attend? Um, well, for, for Marsh, we started about um, a year and a half, well, not a year and a half ago, well, yeah, about a year and a half ago, actually, and um, it's been ongoing since. I mean, it's, it does take a lot of work. And for Marsh, we currently have about, um, about five other active members who are helping me plan. Um, I'm not one of uh, There's me and my president who have been really highly involved in this. And needless to say, we are ready for it to be over with. <laughs> yeah. but, but, I mean, it, it's been an adventure to say the least. And um, we've learned quite a bit, and but we're doing well, and it's it takes a lot for a club to do this, and I don't recommend it for new clubs, and I don't re recommend it for clubs who don't have a stable board of directors, right. because it is, it, I mean, in the year and a half that we have been planning, we have lost several board of directors. Um, and luckily, the core who've been planning stayed on it because if they hadn't, we had just we just would have crumbled. But it's been great. I mean, I mean, I'm just so glad that we have gotten this far and it's almost over with because it's actually shaping up to be a really good event. And I mean, just all the research that we have to do is just ridiculous on the amount of hours that you have to invest in this. Yeah, and finding the speakers and working with the vendors and. and kind of collaborating all this information is it that with your your speakers is that do you um go to them and ask them to speak or do you have like a list of people that you work from or people that volunteer yeah. to speak or is it a mixture it's a, yeah kind of both um actually i had my list of speakers selected prior to dc's conference okay. um i just had to ask them all which actually took the opportunity to ask at dc a lot of the the speakers personally, um, but I got my list from Mazna because Marsh being a um, Mazna member, which you have to to host Mazna, they provide a list for the clubs to use to contact speakers to come and speak to their clubs. So we use that as a kind of a launching pad to, to get some of our speakers, but I also kind of um, asked through the grapevine, you know, who do y'all recommend? Is there somebody out there that you think has a topic that really should be brought to the hobby? And I even got hounded by hundreds of people who wanted to speak for Macna. Right, right. And by then, I had already selected my my speaker, so I couldn't I couldn't open it up. But um, yeah, it's a combination, and so it, it 
it just depended on what they had to talk about and and if it fit with what our theme was and um, really if they could even if they could attend a lot of people had a busy schedule too so. right well now with all that being said is there any other you know topics or points of interest that we haven't had the opportunity to mention that you wanted to you know kind of make sure everybody knew about before we before we start to wrap things up here um not really. I mean, aside from, you know, check out the site and, you know, really do check out our raffle page. We have five tanks for raffle this year, which is unheard of. And um, that's really exciting for us. And we have tons of other things that we're highlighting. Um, but, you know, if you have questions, you know, feel free to email us and ask us. And we have a contest on the site and, you know, well, if you have a concern or, you know, you're not sure why you should go, why just ask because, you know, maybe we can give you an answer of, you know, what could accommodate you or, you mm -hmm. know, if you want to come for one day or a trade show pass because we even have trade show passes available for people who don't want to come see speakers. Right. So, now, for the people that, you know, are here that want to get more information, um, what are some of the, the website uh addresses that you would refer them to or people that you would refer them to to get more information. Obviously, we'd have uh, the MACNA website, which I'll have a link for that. Uh, uh, is there any other important sites? Um, you know, there's uh, the Marsh site, which is marshreef.com. Uh, MASNA's site is masna.org, and they're the, they're the parent company of the conference. Um, and then, of course, MACNA 2006, MACNA Houston, and MacnaXVIII.com will all work. We have three different sites for people who don't like numerals. So, <laughs> awesome. um, yeah, so I mean, there, um, and I think that's really most of the, the highlight, the sites that we really need y'all to go check out and, you know, see. Awesome. Well, uh, Kim, I want to thank you for taking the time to join us this week and talk about Macna. Uh, I do wish you the best of luck and hope, you know, hopefully as you, you know, your year and a half worth of work comes to a, a point here, I hope everything goes smooth for you uh, and uh, everything works out. And hopefully a lot of the people that are listening to this that may not have known about Macna or maybe knew about it but weren't really, you know, thinking about going, maybe we'll get some more people thinking about going and uh, if anybody's got any questions, again, we'll have links to the MACNA site and to the Marsh, Marsh Reef site where uh, I'm sure Kim would be more than happy to answer any questions, and I'm sure there's a lot of people there that would be more than willing to have answer anybody's questions. Um, and, of course, if you have any other questions, you can check out the Talking Reef website where the show's hosted and um, post your information there and we'll help get the answers for anybody that needs them. So, again, Kim, thanks for taking the time, and uh, best of luck to you this year at MACNA. Yes, thank you very much, and uh, we'll talk with you soon. Again, special thanks to Kim for joining us this week to tell us all about MACNA. Now, if you have any questions, uh, you're looking for uh, help making travel arrangements, getting uh, airfare prices, tickets, uh, reservations, or tickets to the conferences, uh, make sure you check out the MACNA site. Again, we'll have the links in the show notes. Uh, all of the information there is there. Uh, they do have they have made some arrangements with some of the local hotels and rental car places and airlines to offer uh, special discounted rates for people that are interested in in going to the conference that would need to take advantage of that. They would have to fly in and stay at hotels and so forth. So again, make sure you check out the MACNA website. Uh, the link will be in the show notes, uh, as I mentioned. And you'll be able to find all the information there.
And that wraps up our main interview for this reef keeping show. Make sure you also check out some of the other articles found at uh, in this month's edition of the Reef Keeping Magazine. Uh, some of the feature articles are troubles with tridacnid clams. Uh, to uh, look at two common problems. This is an article by James Feathery. And uh, there's a couple other articles, some good things that are interesting. Uh, the study that Kim mentioned earlier in the interview that, with the sea salts, uh, this is a study that's being done uh, by Eric Bornman and, and Kim. Uh, there is some information that's being published in this month's edition on that also, uh, a bunch with, uh, along with a bunch of other articles. Make sure you check those out. And of course, don't forget to check out this month's reef keeping top 10 list. And this month, uh, you get top 10 reasons why reef keeping while drinking is a bad idea. And trust me, I have been through some of these and there's some good ones in there. So you make sure you check out uh, this month's reef keeping top 10 list. And that's all for this month's reef keeping edition of the Talking Reef podcast. Check out the Talking Reef website at talkingreef.com and subscribe to the feed to hear all the great Talking Reef podcasts. And I will talk to you next month with another interview. <laughs>